Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Lots of things on the agenda this morning as uh, Jill and myself, Bob, take a look at the farm news. The first thing is the calendar, and Jill's got her Saturday all planned. (laughs) Oh, well, I know where I'm not going to go, I'm sorry, but you are welcome to go there. Tomorrow, there's a liver feed in Menominee at the Moose Lodge from 11.30 till 1.30. There you go. And you know, we don't see that very often. Liver and lefsa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's fish fries, and that's what I also have a bunch of those on the calendar, too, for tonight, Friday night, fish fries in Rauschelt at the St. Can't read my writing here. St. Adelbert Parish, and there's a fish fry in Jim Falls at Sacred Heart of um, Jesus Parish. And then we've got an arts and crafts show in Sparta at the that's tomorrow at the high school from mm-hmm. eight thirty till three thirty. And there's a spring craft sale in Colby at the Lions Shelter from nine till three tomorrow. So right, that, there's lots uh, of stuff going on. That yellow sheet of paper in front of you. Yep. The uh, Owen with the ice fishing contest. When's that supposed to be? Tomorrow or Sunday? Sunday. All right. I talked to him yesterday. I called him. I said. Uh, What's going on? They said, well, we're, you know, the ice isn't there. They're going to have the event, and it's going to be held at, uh, I've got it underlined, the old church or the old school. Old school in Owen. From, says. what, noon to three or something like that? Noon to three. So they're going to draw the prizes for the Owen with the raffle fishing contest off the raffle tickets. And he said, <laughs> I don't remember who I talked to, but I called the phone number on that uh, flyer. And I said, what's going to happen? He said, well, we are going to have the fire department or somebody out there with a ice rescue demonstration. And he said, it'll probably be a good thing because if somebody tries to go out there uh, ice fishing, he said, some places the ice is about two inches thick and we found the thickest is about five inches. So it's not going to hold a lot. So they're not endorsing any ice fishing for this ice fishing contest at Owen Withy. Just go to the old school from noon to three, and uh, they will draw the winners of all the prizes from the raffle tickets that are sold. So that's an update on this weekend's Owen with the, uh, what is it, Lions Club? Uh, yep, 22nd annual Lions all right. Club. So this will be the uh, first annual non-ice fishing for the Lions. So there's a lot of things going on this weekend, including today is a very important day as far as uh, some of the things going on. 
March 1st. What are some of the other things going on on March 1st besides fish fry and the uh, liver feed Eve? (laughs) It's important for anyone who owns or still has control of farms or homes that have been in their families for at least one the last 100 years. Get your application in today to be recognized for that longtime ownership at for the Century Far, Century or Sesquicentennial Award at this summer's Wisconsin State Fair. And those awards will be presented August 6th at the State Fair in West Dallas. Now go to the State Fair website, not the Department of Agriculture. This is through the State Fair, not DATCAP. The Wisconsin State Fair, go to their website and, uh, you know, then find the tab that says Century Sesquicentennial. Say this close, Sesquicentennial. 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 <laughs> I just start laughing at it. It's it's so, a long time yeah, ownership, man. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, there you go. Long time ownership. But again, the important thing is to uh, get that done today. If you your farm or your uh, your home over a hundred years or over a hundred and fifty, that is today. But also over in West Dallas. Or not West Dallas, that's the state fair over in Door County, over in that side of the state anyway. Yep, in Door County, they will be announcing the candidates for the Wisconsin 77th Alice in Dairyland. That announcement comes in at 11.30 this morning at the Landmark Resort in Egg Harbor in Door County. And following that announcement, the newly named finalists will begin preparing for the Alice Finals. And that's also in Door County the weekend of May 2nd through the 4th. And it will be the 77th, Allison Dairyland will be named on Saturday night, May 4th, at the Stone Harbor Resort in Sturgeon Bay. All right, so as we turn the calendar page, and who knows, today we may set a record as March comes in like a lamb. So again, lots of things going on. We'll talk about a lot of other things, including the fact that the uh, Chippewa Falls hockey team, high school hockey team, State tournament down in Madison or Verona, Middleton, wherever they're playing the state hockey tournament now. They're down there, and uh, good luck. They've had quite a run through the playoffs. They haven't given up a goal in the playoffs here getting to Madison, so good luck. I don't know exactly who they're playing, but Chippewa Falls hockey later on this morning. Unfortunately, it's not on TV. They're going to have the championship game on TV, I guess, but I talked to some folks from uh, Chippewa as uh, some People tell me from Chip that uh, if you're in Chip, <laughs> the hockey team is down in Madison. So I can't imagine there's going to be many at the high school today in Chippewa Falls. So good luck to the Chippewa Falls Cardinals hockey team. So lots going on. Plus, we haven't even talked about the new scholarships. we got a lot of young people around here. We have a lot of young people around here. Every time I say we got I think of all the English teachers that are cringing in their shoes saying, well, this guy doesn't even know the language. We have a lot of young people. I have the list here. Oh, you got it. Are the, I got uh, the list. Scholarships given away from equity and some familiar names there. Who Who's getting college or tech school scholarships from our area, our districts? From District 5, recipient is uh, a person I've known for quite a long time. We all have. This young man is uh, involved in so many things and does everything well. Well, I was talking about Courtney Zimmerman. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she has too. (laughs) She was uh, very, yeah, she's got a scholarship and uh, she needs it because she's going to school out of state. (laughs) Yep, she's down in Oklahoma State. And majoring in what? um, Communications. And she's on the 
Egg communications. Egg communications, but she's in livestock too, isn't she? Animal. Kind of livestock. She's got a special scholarship going on down there as part of being a national officer and to help her out. And and it's part of um, getting the new uh, students in and helping teach them along the way and kind of a mentorship. Right. So she's so getting she, mentored and then she's mentoring the next generation too. And she's straight A student, right? So she got a four point or something like that. Yep, she was on the I wonder if she's related to me with that kind of a four point grade point. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but congratulations to Courtney. That's from the Central Wisconsin Stratford Barn. What a, who are the, who else is getting them? And then we've got Ben Steyer. I believe that's who you were yeah, referring, that's who I was to, referring to Yep. He's all over and does so well, I think he's might be a little bit charmed because he is so talented in so many areas. He's got it going on, as they say. And then we've got from District 7, Shade Bunker from Sparta and studying egg business at Iowa State University. So some great rung students getting very deserving scholarships from, uh, well... The Altoona Barron District and the Sparta District and the Stratford District. Congratulations to all of them. We're just scratching the surface as far as news. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Market wrap. The week is uh, about over as far as the trade is concerned in some areas. Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> Prices won't go any lower the weekend, I hope. But the livestock numbers, Jill, where are we at on a Friday morning? Choice fed beef steers are 178 to 188 with mixed steers at 155 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 192 with mixed heifers 134 to 177. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 145 to 181 with choice fed Holstein steers 155 to 162 and those select and silage fed steers 112 to 154. Cows are 84 to 113 with a top of 145. Bulls are 110 to 133. Butcher hogs are 35 to 75. Sows are 32 to 46. And boars are 10 to 13. Shorn market lambs are 170 to two dollars. Feeder lambs are 205 to 370. Ewes are 105 to 165. With small goats coming in at 95 to 240 dollars. Medium goats are 175 to 280 dollars. Large goats are. 275 to 420 and nanny goats are 10 to 300 dollars at the mercantile exchange yesterday at the close cattle prices were lower hogs were higher april live cattle down 77 closing at 185.35 june live cattle 181.22 down 95 august down 60 at 180.70 feeder cattle for march 249 dollars even that's down 60 cents 100 april 20 or 253.72 down 137, May at 256.12, down 185, August 266.65, down 122 in September, 267.52, down 82. Late hogs, April 86.62, that was up 62. May 90.72, that was up 27. June, $100.20 100, up 65. And July at 101.47, that was up 67. On the Board of Trade, Corn was a little higher yesterday in a quiet trade. Beans were lower. A large number of contracts uh, expiring against the March futures, and uh, so that put some pressure on prices. 
Overnight, we had July corn up a penny at 442. The oats at 387. July soybeans up nine cents overnight after falling yesterday, sitting at 1160 this morning. Soybean meal up 210 a ton overnight, $333.30 a ton, and the wheat down a penny at 578. Dairy markets, it always has happened. If you follow this towards the get to the middle of the end of the week, these prices go down. And now early next week they'll be up and then they'll go down. Watch it. Barrel cheese down two at one sixty-five. The blocks down a penny at one sixty and a half. The butter down three and a half at two seventy-six and a half. March now the near month for class three. That's down twenty-eight at sixteen ninety-six. April down thirty-two cents yesterday, seventeen seventeen. On Tuesday, that April class three was eighteen dollars. May down twenty-two at seventeen fifty-five. June down fifteen at seventeen ninety. July down six at eighteen eighteen. And we'll also take a look at the uh, crop insurance numbers of prices you need to be aware of for corn, beans, wheat. We'll talk about that too. But have you heard? I've talked to different people that the the bears are breaking hibernation. And you've heard, have you seen or heard anybody talking about the bears roaming around? I haven't seen any okay. bears roam around. But I, I haven't know, either, but uh, they talk about their breaking hibernation. I just know that there's an awful lot of coyotes awfully close to me, and I think there's some wolves that are, My actually my son-in-law caught a wolf on his camera that's on my driveway. On your driveway? On my driveway, oh, so that boy. makes me a little bit concerned. Yeah, it should make it concerned. Ooh, so again, so, spring, it's a different spring. Some of the bugs are out already, too, but uh, bees, I don't know if the bees are working, but we're going to hear a little about bees. What uh, They got an event coming up, right? Yeah, I, I named it the Bee Social. All right, so <laughs> we'll hear about that coming up. It's, uh, well, beautiful Friday morning. We've got 36 degrees. We might tie or break a record today. We're going to be around 55, and we'll learn all about bees. The Chippewa County Farm Bureau is working on some outreach. They're going to do a bee social. And I've got Gabriella Strobel and Maddie Woodward here to talk about the bee social and the outreach that it's going to provide. So first up, I've got Gabriella. When is this bee social going to be happening? Join us for bee social on March 16th at 11 a.m. at Bushel and a Peck. So why are you guys having a bee social? We're really excited to connect with people around Chippewa County, looking to educate folks about how pollinators impact our local agriculture. We're really excited to partner with Kaiserson Bee Company because we're all about local agriculture at Chippewa County Farm Bureau, which is why we decided to incorporate the bee aspect into our fun DIY event. And Maddie, I hear there's going to be a workshop. If I were to come to that workshop, what are you going to teach me? So kind of building off of what Gabriella said, we are going to have some different local beekeepers coming to this event and just making it fun. Um, the workshop's going to be kind of sprinkled in with the candle and chapstick making with the beeswax. So it's just going to be a fun event. Um, we're going to be learning about, like Gabriella said, some of the impacts that bees have in our communities. We're looking to network with other local farmers, um, agriculturists, and really just have a good time learning about bees and bringing home uh, the chapstick and candles as well. Well, you talk about bringing home the chapstick and candles. Are the participants going to be making them? 
Yes, absolutely. We are going to have those available to make at the event. Um, it's going to be $5 for Chippewa County Farm Bureau members that show up and $10 for non-members. So again, everyone's really welcome to this event. But it sounds to me like you get to come home with some goods. Yes, yes, absolutely. Always interesting to find out more about the bees. A bee social sounds like a whole lot of fun. So once again, when, where, and where can we find out more information on the Chippewa County Farm Bureau Bee Social? So the event is going to be held Saturday, March 16th at 11 a.m. at Bushel and Peck Apple Orchard. To find out more information, you can go to our Facebook page, Chippewa County Farm Bureau. And do I need to pre-register if I want to go? Yes, come and bring a friend and let us know if you're interested on the Facebook page event so we know um, to have supplies ready for you. So- All right, so March 16th, Bushel and Peck up there by Chippewa Falls at uh, that uh, social should be a lot of fun for the beekeepers. All right, we've got a lot of news. In fact, one of the big stories that just came across, I was checking through some of the news sources this morning on DTN. They had a story, and I want to quote from it, revenue, per- pay attention as far as crop insurance here, revenue protection crop insurance policies will not cover the cost of production for many farmers in 2024, leaving many vulnerable to financial losses in the case of drought or severe declines in commodity prices. The corn projected price for 2024 revenue protection policies is 27% lower than last year at 466 a bushel, while the soybean projected price is 16% lower at 1155 a bushel. Projected prices for spring wheat are $6.85 a bushel. That's 30% lower than last year. And uh, last year, we had a situation where crop insurance almost made planting corn a risk-free deal because it almost covered the whole cost. And I think that's part of why we got such a big bump in corn prices, according to DTN analyst Todd Holtman. Last year, the corn projected price was five ninety-one a bushel, while soybeans were thirteen seventy-six an acre. But remember, this year... Corn at four sixty six, beans at eleven fifty five. So again, that affects the crop insurance and premiums, and uh, you know, make sure you understand what's going on as far as crop insurance uh, is concerned. Coming up, we're going to hear about the championship cheese competition. We heard a little bit from our chief judge uh, Jim Miller yesterday, but we're going to, and we'll hear from him again on Monday. But today we are going to hear from the man that's in charge of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, John Umhofer. And John, of course, down there in the Madison area, and that's where that will be March 5th, 6th, and 7th. So, again, if you want to get down there, 5th and 6th, it's free and open to the public at the Monona Terrace. Or if you want to stay around here, that's not a bad deal, too, because we're going to be busy around here March 5th and 6th. We are. We're going to be at the farm show at the Chippewa Valley Expo Center that's out by Menards, mm-hmm. and it sounds like we've got full booths from one end to the other in that area. Yeah, well, they don't have many farm shows left around the country. Lacrosse is gone, Marshfield is gone, so uh, again, I think it's about the 60th annual. Started as the uh, electric show out at the fairgrounds in Chippewa, and has uh, had a quite a life, 60 years. Bill and Sally Henry put that on and do such a great job, so again... Farm Show in Eau Claire, March 5th and 6th. You're invited. We'll have our wax booth there. We've got uh, some things to give away, including tickets 
chance to win tickets to see... Brantley Gilbert. He'll be on a show on March 23rd, and you get in the cross, and you get the bus ride down plus those tickets. All right, so don't say you got nothing to do. We got plenty of things for you to do, and we'll take a look at other things on the calendar as well. Coming up, a conversation with John Umhofer about the World Cheese Championships. Cheesemakers from around the world are going to be focused in on Madison, Wisconsin next week. Why? because that's when the World Championship Cheese Contest happens Tuesday through Thursday at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. And I'll tell you what, it's a big one again this year. John Umhafer, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, the folks that guide this event, joins us today. He's actually in Little Shoot right now at WOW Logistics, preparing all of those dairy samples for judging next week in Madison. John, again this year, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic event. Numbers do not disappoint. Right. It is the World Championship Cheese Contest. It's our big one, and we've been doing this since 1957. So we have hit 3,300 and about 20. It's even more than our press release says because people keep bringing them in. (laughs) So, and uh, yeah, coming in from all over the world, and uh, we are now in the sorting phase. Yeah, and that's not an easy feat because we're not just talking about cheese, John. No, we've got cheese, we've got butter, we've got yogurt, we've got dry dairy ingredients. And in cheese, you've got everything from cottage cheese all the way to the hardest cheese, like a Parmigiano-Reggiano from Italy. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. 142 classes. Now, I always like to find out what caught you by surprise. Is it a type of cheese? Is it where it's coming from? Is it a story of how it got to the warehouse for initial staging? What, what's catching your eye? We have been chatting about some. Our favorite is uh, there's four cheeses coming in from uh, Sri Lanka. Actually, they've arrived. And so those those are cow's milk, so it's not, not an exotic breed or, or type of animal. But uh, the fact that they got here alive and well from Sri Lanka up in the mountains uh, is, is a wonderful story. And they're all over Facebook with uh, their excitement about the, what the judging next week. So. Another one is we're getting uh, a camel milk cheese coming in from Australia, so I think that might be our first camel milk cheese. Hmm. Never ceases to amaze. And there are other species that uh, have in the past entered. I think you had yak milk cheese one year, didn't you? <laughs> We've had yak. I th- we made uh, news with donkey milk. Uh, the last two contests we had, there was a donkey milk cheese in the contest. So, yes, any mammal that milks, we're happy to have them in the cheese. Which begs the question on how you're doing with judges that will offer their palate to evaluate product like that. <laughs> right. Well, we do have Australian judges, and they are aware of this cheese, the camel cheese, so we will uh, employ their services. And uh, the cheese from Sri Lanka is, is a fairly typical uh, cow's milk cheese. It's, it's the location that's exotic to us, but uh, for them, they've made uh, a nice, Uh, semi-soft cheese style that I'm sure many judges will be able to evaluate. So talk to me about uh, the types or styles of cheese that you're seeing, John. I know in the past uh, you had seen a a real surge up in what I'd call hot cheese. Right. We have many classes. I think we're up to at least six or even nine classes where peppers are involved, both in flavored classes and then in specific pepper classes for, for many types of cheese, just booming in the United States. Smoked cheese is booming, and uh, we've got a big new class this year that we added, and that's raclette, which is the melting cheese from Switzerland. And in its first year, we got 50 entries have come in, 
And we'll be melting that cheese uh, one at a time and having the judges tasting it in the form that it should be eaten. So that's we've got some judges very excited about that. Okay, let's talk about the form that it arrives in. You're shipping cheese from Sri Lanka, from Australia. That's You have to factor in the time and the means by which it travels. Help people understand the investment some of these cheesemakers make just to get their product to the United States, let alone Madison. I think one of the biggest barriers we're seeing now is there is greater and greater attention to food safety, which is a good thing around the world. But that means there's there's greater and greater barriers that uh, companies' hurdles they're crossing to get through FDA regulation, customs regulation, and so they have to sign up with the FDA, as it were, around the world. Your, your company has to be noted with and, and report to the FDA if you're going to send cheese to the United States. So hurdles like that uh, exist, but, you know, the contest hasn't really been... Uh, uh, any lesser or any smaller in entries because of that. So people are getting that job done. And then there's just the logistics of, of keeping it cold and getting it shipped around the world without a single uh, dent or pucker in it. So it, it's expensive, yes. And a lot of them are flown in from around the world. A lot of countries consolidate, like Australia consolidated all of their 60-plus entries into one shipping container. So it, it's amazing logistics, really. And we couldn't do it without the volunteers around the world who are doing all that work that we don't even see. So, and, and I'm staring at uh, 30 people right in front of me in the warehouse today who all volunteered to open those boxes. And so it's, it's, it's a massive volunteer effort around the world. And tell them about the amazing financial reward that they're going to be presented when they top a class or top the show. I mean, they're, they're literally doing this for the future, not any big payoff day of. Right, right. There's there's no financial reward, except the marketing is extraordinary for people. It has made companies. It has put companies on the map. Uh, even uh, even when the little French cheese from the Basque region won four years ago, they had to double the size of their factory. These stories are always always fun for us to hear, and you'll hear of small companies that win that have to basically they become a year behind on shipments because so many orders come in. And uh, so people do that $75 entry fee with their fingers crossed that it could sell millions of pounds of cheese or millions of dollars worth of cheese in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John Omhanford is along with us, Executive Director, Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, really the guiding force of the World uh, Championship Cheese Contest coming to the Monona Terrace Convention Center. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, the logistics. How are you doing as far as judges are concerned, John? And like you mentioned, uh, each one of those judges is kind of invited because of their unique abilities on certain cheeses, and again, compensation not top of mind for most of them. Right. Again, it's a volunteer effort. These judges are not paid to come here, but they bang on our door to arrive. It's really considered that in their world, this is the Super Bowl, this is the Oscars for them, so they, they come to us, and we have to turn them away. It's a wonderful, wonderful problem we have. We've got 25 countries' worth of judges coming, and, you know, coming from Ecuador, New Zealand, uh, Spain, Canada, all over the world, Germany, all over Europe. And uh, they're happy to come. We're happy to have them. And they are expert cheese tasters in their nations. A lot of them are cheese buyers and graders for a living. There's a lot of professors that teach food science in the mix. So these, these are the best of the best. And there's only a few hundred people we know of that can 
can take on this role, and this year we're taking 54 of them to get this done. Wow, wow. Now, for the average citizen that's listening, the mm-hmm. cheesemonger, let's focus in on the event itself, John. Uh, although there's always activity going on for the general public, where should they focus their attention uh, while the event unfolds in Madison? Right. We are going to be live in Madison, and it, you can watch the contest. We encourage people to come in on Tuesday, March 5th at the Monona Terrace Convention Center in Madison and Wednesday, uh, March 6th. So the 5th and the 6th of March are 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And again, that's John Umhofer talking to our Pam Yonke, and we will talk on Monday. We heard a little bit from him yesterday, too, with Jim Miller, who is the uh, chief judge, about the judging, what the standards are they're looking for, and uh, some of those things as well. So the World Cheese Championships, again, coming to Madison next week, 5th, 6th, and the champions will be announced on the 7th. And it's a Friday morning. Let's find out what's going on in the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy has all that information. Good morning, Morgan. What's happening? Today, if you're in the mood to read 600-plus pages of a report, that was released, showing you different sides so you can decide. The report into Chippewa County's Sheriff Hakes is now available to you. The county yesterday releasing that 600-plus page report into Sheriff Travis Hakes and his past behavior, looking into complaints about Hakes as sheriff and time as a police officer in Chittack. Some of the complaints saying he refused to be part of the investigation that led to the report and notes several times when Hakes either declined or blew off interview requests. Showing you different sides so you can decide, the sheriff stands firm saying the investigation is politically driven and continues to be a waste of time, resources, and money. You can see more for yourself online with a link at 715newsroom.com. Meanwhile, an Illinois man looks at OWI charges in Eau Claire County after police say he was driving with five kids in the car and was high yesterday afternoon. The state patrol saying troopers arrested 34-year-old Daniel O'Connell yesterday afternoon. This was along I-94, saying he had twin nine-month-olds, a 14-year-old, two 15-year-olds in the car with him, and showed clear signs of impairment and failed a sobriety test. He was first taken to the hospital for a blood test, then to jail. Oh, we head into the woods. If you're from out of state, a bump in the buck fee. Hunters from outside Wisconsin will have to pay more to hunt deer with a bow starting later this year. Governor Evers signed into law an increase for the price of the bow and crossbow deer licenses. Now, this is for out-of-state hunters, and the new law bumps the price for an out-of-state license by 35 bucks, making it an even $200. The DNR says the increase should bring in over a half million dollars more this hunting season, but they say that still isn't enough to offset a $16 million deficit that they're facing. And saying part of that is because there are simply fewer people buying hunting and fishing licenses here in Scani. While we're looking at the large lens, there are projects on tap. $370 million going towards building projects that stretch the dairy land. Governor Tony Evers approved the funding yesterday and projects, well, looking at the to-do list, we see that they'll be replacing Camp Randall Sports Center and building a regional forensics science center in Wausau, saying overall the projects have goals to modernize and rebuild or renovate buildings across Wisconsin, including state agencies, universities, and technical colleges. And speaking of buildings across Wisconsin, one of the hardest working of them, the barn. And we better head back in there with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report. Thank you, Morgan, as we continue on a Friday morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Brazil, for the last decade or better, 
500-pound gorilla in the room when it comes to soybeans and soybean exports. Jill, give us an update on what's going on in the comparison between U.S. and Brazil selling around the world. Well, the gap between Brazil and the United States regarding those soybean exports is growing. Last year, Brazil sold 3.744 million bushels of soybeans to other countries. That's up 29% from 2022, while foreign sales of U.S. soybeans fell 14% to 1.789 million bushels. Combined, that's about 80% of all beans exported in the world, with China buying 60% of all those beans. The breakdown shows 70% of Brazil's bean exports go to China, while 51% of our soybeans go to China. Brazil has been the world's biggest soybean exporter since 2013, as their soybean exports have jumped over 400% in the past 20 years. And when you add in the value of those soybean exports, including meal and oil, Brazil took over $67 billion from those sales last year, about 40% of the value of all Brazilian exports combined. And it would be interesting to see a breakdown because I know a lot of American farmers own land and farm in Brazil. I don't know how many, but it's kind of significant because when you go to different events, I've been to Corn Soy uh, Expo that I didn't get to this year. I think it's going on right now. And uh, they talk about that. They come in and they talk about what's going on in South America as an American farmer with their investment down there. And it is a, a growing empire as they cut down. I don't know if they slowed down the cutting of the rainforest, but that's where they've been able to find acres in Brazil for soybeans and corn production, cutting down all kinds of rainforest. But uh, there's a significant American presence in agriculture down there. That is for sure. And uh, tragedy going on in our part of the, in our, not in our part of the country, but uh, down south of us. Well, the dry weather and even the drought conditions have hit many parts of the country over the past few years. And out west, there has been, that has led to huge wildfires, including the current fires in Texas that have now consumed over a million acres, destroying it, much of the fields, farms, and ranches. Farmers in many parts of the state say they have lost livestock, feed, pastures, equipment, buildings, and even their own homes to the fires, which are not yet contained. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has issued a disaster declaration for 60 counties as officials are still trying to get those fires under control and is also and also to figure out exactly what started them mainly in the Texas Panhandle. I don't know, different places have uh, sent hay down there to feed livestock, but uh, that is a tragedy down there, especially when they don't know exactly, at least at last word, what uh, what had started those fires. So there's, uh, you know, some real concern there. Something we also talked about earlier, and I want to bring this to your attention again, as far as the spring crop insurance projected prices and again, we uh, saw this this morning on the DTN network, the DTN uh, News Review. Revenue protection crop insurance prices will not cover the cost of production for many farmers this year, leaving many vulnerable to financial losses in the case of drought 
or severe declines in commodity prices. Now, the corn projected price for 2024 revenue protection policies is 27% lower than last year at $4.66 a bushel. That's four sixty six for corn. While the soybean projected price, 16% lower at eleven fifty five a bushel. Projected prices for spring wheat are $6.85 a bushel. That's 30% lower than last year. So again, you be aware of that when you start looking at your crop insurance, uh, what those projected prices will be because it will have an effect. No question about that. Other things going on, including, we talked about it earlier, Joe, but uh, March 1st, an important day for a lot of people, especially some young ladies in Wisconsin. It definitely is. Later today, Wisconsin's 77th Allison Dairyland finalist will be announced at uh, the Landmark Resort in Egg Harbor in Door County, and that announcement will be at 1130. I'm kind of interested. You know, if it was closer, I would have gone. Yeah, I've gone to that too. Yeah, but that's a, a long way to go. And and uh, sometimes I've been able to, because I call them if it's way out of our area, I call them and say, well, where are they from? Can you tell me where they're from? If there's some from our area, I'd like to come over. But if they're from Fond du Lac or places, you know, over there in Green Bay, okay, we'll find out later. But if they're from our area, you'd like to be there. So, again, we do not have any advanced naming of uh, who those might be. So it's going to be announced, 11.30. We'll find out then, like everybody else. But again, that's uh, coming up. Finals are going to be May 2nd through the 4th, also over there in Door County. So a good place to have the Alice and Dairyland Finals, our 77th Alice. But that's not all that's important on this March 1st. In like a lamb, right? Yeah, but what else on March 1st is important? (laughs) Well, there's all kinds of things to do to... Tonight, you can go to a Friday night fish fry in Rocheld. That's at uh, Adulha, Adabert Parish. And that is servings from seven four to 7.30. There's a fish fry in Jim Falls at Sacred Heart Jesus Parish. That's from 4.30 to 6.30. And then this weekend, you can go to an arts and crafts show in Sparta at the high school from 8.30 to 3.30. You can also go to a spring craft sale tomorrow in Colby at the Lion Shelter from 9 till 3. And the Liver Feed in Menominee at the Moose Lodge will be happening tomorrow, Saturday, from 11.30 to 1.30. And the Ice Fishing Contest that you talked about earlier for Owens with the, Owens with the Lions Ice Fishing Contest, they're not ice fishing but they are going to be gathering at the old school in Owen to draw off all those raffle tickets. But you also mentioned they're going to be doing um, fire department. The water. Yeah, the fire department is going to be around there, and uh, they're going to have a fire or a water rescue demonstration. <laughs> and he said, well, if any of these guys are nuts enough to go fishing, we might have a live demonstration of rescuing somebody off the ice. So that's Sunday, right? Yep, that's at Sunday from noon till 3. So that's over and on with you. But the other important date for today is if you're a Century or a Sesquicentennial farmer, homeowner in Wisconsin, your applications are due today so you can receive that award at the Wisconsin State Fair this summer, the actual day of the presentation will be August 6th at the State Fair in West Allis. Again, 
go to the State Fair website, not the Department of Agriculture. This is through the State Fair. Go through the Wisconsin State Fair website and find the tab that says Century and Sesquicentennial Awards. But again, get that filled out today. It's a, it's a nice honor and a nice recognition down at the State Fair in West Allis. Anything else going on the next day or two? Well, Farm show next week, March 5th and 6th here in Eau Claire. Yep, and there's also tomorrow on the 2nd, there's supposed to be an ice fishing contest in Fairchild at the Sportsman Rod and Gun, Gun Club from noon till 3. Again, but, check that out, too. Yep, make sure you check to see if they're actually going to be out there. So lots of things going on, and uh, I'm sure you're going to have your own outdoor activities going on as well. You might even get out and... Who knows? I'm sure a lot of guys are going to gals, too, are going to be playing golf. And we have markets to get to. We'll start by going to the Equity L Tuna Barn, as we always do on a Friday morning. But before we get to Jim Lindsay in here, I want to say congratulations to Bryce Cragness. Bryce and his wife. Bryce, of course, the assistant manager at Equity L Tuna. But Bryce and his lovely young bride, earlier this week... Had their first child, a little boy, Carson Cragness, was born. And uh, a few early challenges, but the reports are now that he's uh, tough as his old man and tough as Grandpa Ron, (laughs) Ron Cragness, and maybe great-grandma Jane, too. But uh, Bryce Cragness, uh, congratulations to... uh, to them as they have their first child. I remember when Bryce was that old, too, and a great young kid and young man, and now he's got his first child, and uh, to be congratulated, Carson Cragness is now with us, so congratulations, Bryce. That's uh, really some good stuff. Now, let's hear from the boss, Jim Lindsay over there at Altoona. What happened yesterday? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.50 to $1.74. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.50 to $1.70. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.56 to $1.69. Choice Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.55. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.44 and down. Tap 20% of the cold cows, so from $1.15 to $1.29. We had a tap of $1.32. 60% of the cows, so from $93 to $1.14. The bottom 20% of the cows, so from $92 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows, so from $1.30 to $1.50. Bottom 20% of the organic cows, so from $1.29 and down. Cold bulls, so from $1.05 to $1.29. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls, all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves, so from $380 to $650 per head. Light and poor quality calves, so from $380 per head and down. Quality beef calves, so from $500 to $850 per head. Just a quick reminder, our next special feeder sale will be Friday, March 8th, starting at noon. This feeder sale will feature bred beef cows. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Markets continue. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at them. And what are you going to be doing this weekend? Uh, 62 on Saturday, 70 on Sunday. Man, oh, man, you can get out and make some wood. Well, I don't know. I'll have to, uh, as soon as the uh, activities director that lives here with me gets up, (laughs) then we'll go through it, you know. (laughs) You'll see what your honeydew list calls for, huh? Uh, that's about it, yeah. Oh, that's for sure. But again, we were talking off the air about uh, all the high school activities going on, Chippewa Falls hockey later on today, this morning. You told me Brookfield, who are they playing, Brookfield Central? Brookfield East, I believe. Brookfield East. All right, well, good luck to Chai High, the Cardinals. 
bring home that gold trophy. And uh, again, that's going on down Verona, Middleton, someplace where they're playing down that way. But I would imagine the road from Chippewa Falls to Madison is probably full of headlights right now, heading that way. Well, and then, of course, if you uh, interested in basketball, the uh, girls' sectional finals, I think, are tomorrow. There's a lot of boys' games tonight. Boys' regionals so. get underway, so, yeah, good. And that's nice. We don't have to fight the weather to enjoy those games, that's for sure. But we've got to get markets done first. What's happened this week over at Stratford? We better do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. Markets are all looking pretty good here as we close out the week. On the cow market now, conventional market cows in yesterday's auction, high-yielding fleshy cows. Uh, Holstein cows were selling from 107 to 121. We did top this week on the cow market at 128. Most of the cows that we sold this week were between 85 and 106. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 85. And uh, just a look back at the organic market on Tuesday, higher-yielding organic cows were selling from 140 to 157. And now we'll get back to the conventional-type cattle on the Fed cattle market this week, fully steady on those. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, were selling mostly from 140 to 159. High-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 160 to 165. Select grading cattle and the finished cattle, 137 and below. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls are selling from 112 up to a top of 126 and a half. Lighter weight bulls, 110 and below. Calves continue to be, uh, well, just out of this world. Very high, very good prices on calves. Uh, steady to strong all week. Good quality, 92, 130 pound Holstein wool calves. And they were selling from 300 to $650. We did top at $700, uh, folks. Yeah, these are Holstein wool calves. Heifer calves from 150 to 320. And your good quality beef calves. Uh, from uh, 400 to 750, a lot of beef calves from 750 up to an extreme top of 890 dollars. And uh, well, I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens next week. But again, I guess the words of the wise is, "Boy, I tell you what, if you got calves being born, you." I almost want to bring them in the house and take care of them because they're worth a lot of money. Well, anyway, this, this weather, you don't have to bring them in the house. No, well, the problem, well, I'll tell you what, the other, was it yesterday I talked to you, was it was seven, 7, and today it's 30, I don't know, so, well, anyway, uh, that be as is, uh, you folks have a nice weekend, a lot of stuff going on, and full marketing schedule next week here at Stratford, so look on the website for that, including our next uh, dairy cattle auction, next feeder cattle auction, next hay auction, and... Uh, Three weeks from today will be our annual district meeting here in Stratford, and I know uh, you and Jill will keep the folks updated on the rest of the meeting. So, anyway, we'll let you guys go. You have a very nice weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday morning. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford talking about uh, Chai High playing in the state hockey tournament. 10 o'clock this morning, Brookfield East. Also, New Richmond is playing in the Division Two championship. They play at 9.30 tomorrow morning. So, again, good luck. The Chai High and the Richmond, and of course, uh, girls in the sectional, boys in the regional. If you're in the tournaments, bring home some championship. And in that hockey, New Richmond's in the championship game. They already won one game. River Falls lost, but uh, Chai High playing this morning about 10 o'clock. Markets, corn higher, beans lower yesterday. Quiet corn trade, a large number of those March contracts expiring and put pressure on soybean prices during the day trade yesterday. July corn overnight up a penny at 442, the oats at 387. July soybeans up 9 overnight, 1160 a bushel. Meal up 210 a ton at 33330 and wheat down a penny at 578 at the country elevators today. Corn and loyals at 364 with beans at 1058 and Arcadia corns at 379 with soybeans at 
1070. And Chippewa Falls and Connorsville, corn's at 360 with soybeans at 1070. And on the DTN screen, 381, the price of golden plump corn today. Baldwin, 363, beans at 1065. Duran, 358 and 1065. Corn at Mondovi, 363, beans at 1070. 367, the corn price at Elmwood, 1075 for their beans. Fall Creek is 356 and 1065. Osseo corn, 373 beans, 1075. Elk Mound, 369 and 1071. At Sparta corn, 361 beans at 1055. And at Ellsworth, 355 corn, 1065 on beans. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, Stanley, to Richmond, all at 375. Barrel cheese down to 165. Blocks down a penny, 160 and a half. Butter down three and a half at 276 and a half. March class three down twenty eight sixteen ninety six April seventeen seventeen down thirty two May June and July were also lower May seventeen fifty five June seventeen ninety and July eighteen eighteen and again good luck to the Chippewa Falls and the Richmond hockey teams and enjoy the weekend because we're going to be setting some records to start March. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.